All right, thank you, Gary. Thank you, Nancy, and thank you for being here today. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that the world is setting us up for what's to come hereafter? Let me give you this as an example. How many of you have done this right here? Do you know how you take your temperature? You know how now people are taking your temperature? Right on your forehead or your hand, I think. Could it be this is a precursor for what's to come? Well, I'm not saying you shouldn't take your temperature, but I'm saying it appears that this mark of the beast, according to the book of Revelation, will be a reality. In fact, John says he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or their forehead, that no man might buy or sell, save he that hath a mark. Let him that hath understanding is the mark of a man. The number is three, six hundred, three score and six, 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 six. And so I believe the Lord is uh, certainly allowing us to live in these days, and there's an urgency about the hour uh, that it is a late day indeed. But I've got good news for you that, thank God, we overcome the devil and the mark of the beast and his image because of our Lord Jesus Christ. So today, we're looking this morning at a passage of Scripture, and I hope and pray that it will prepare us for what's to come hereafter, as in actually this morning. And there'll be three, we'll see very clearly, three reminders God gives us in His Word uh, that we ought to bow down before the Lord Jesus today. That we ought to lift our hands, <laughs> as Paul said to Timothy. I would that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without doubt, without wrath. That's 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. And that we ought to let Jesus Christ have his way with us today. And we're going to see that very clearly in the book of Revelation. Turn, please, to Revelation chapter 15. Revelation chapter 15, as we consider the thought, as I've been praying, seeking the Lord, come worship Jesus. Why worship? First the title came to me, why worship? And then I began to think of it and pray of it a little bit more, and the Lord seemed to change the title of the message, come worship Jesus. And I hope that's why you're here today, and if you're not, uh, certainly that maybe you will get in that right frame of mind to worship the Lord, and not only in singing, but also as we uh, hear His Word and hopefully obey His Word. In the book of Revelation, chapter 15, I began to search and say, Lord, where else have we not looked in Revelation? This is about 21, 22 messages over the last number of months in this wonderful apocalypsis that we have recorded, whereby John's a prisoner on the Isle of Patmos. Now, Here's where we're going in the message and preparing our hearts as we celebrate communion today. And it's this, namely, why should we worship? We'll see in a moment. Because Jesus Christ has made us overcomers. We are overcomers. That's why we ought to worship today. We'll see that in Revelation chapter 15 and verse 2 in a moment. Number two, why should we worship? Because Jesus calls us to worship him. And no matter what we're going through, tests or trials, is anybody going through any tests or trials? Probably most of us here are. But we should still worship the Lord and give glory to Him. 
And we'll find that in verse number 3 and 4. And then finally, there's a third reminder in Revelation 15 that I think the Lord gives us today that we ought to have reasons to worship our Lord. And that is this. Aren't you glad? Listen, aren't you glad that Jesus Christ's justice will prevail? We find that here in this chapter, justice will prevail. The Lord is going to make everything wrong right, and evil will be brought to a halt. Hallelujah. Look with me. Stand, if you would, as we read the book of Revelation, chapter 15. I want to share with you a couple of thoughts on my heart as we prepare our minds and our hearts to get around the table, as it were, and worship the Lord. By the way, if you do not have uh, that elements for the Lord's Supper, would you raise your hand? Anybody here not have elements for the Lord's Supper, raise your hand. We can get that for you. Revelation chapter 15, and thank you men for passing those out. In verse 1, if you're there, say amen. And I saw another sign. The word sign is the word simeon. It means an omen to come. It's not going to be good. It's bad news. It's judgment. God's fixing to sin. We'll see in a moment seven angels. And these seven angels have seven more, more serious and more deadly uh, judgments to come. Now keep in mind in Revelation 15, the seven seals have already been unleashed by the Lamb of God in chapter 6 through chapter 8. Now the seven trumpets have already been uh, unveiled in chapter 8 to chapter 11. But now we come in beginning here is a pre-warning in chapter 16 we'll begin to open these vials, bold judgments. Now keep in mind this may sound off at a long distance from today. However, if the Lord comes back and he could today, I hope you're ready. It could only be a few years, two or three years down the road. And uh, that's what we're talking about, how close this could be if the Lord tears. If he doesn't, certainly we're seeing stage setters leading up to uh, the uh, fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Keep in mind, verse 1, and I saw another sign in heaven. Great, mega, and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. That's what I just referred to, those seven vials that will begin in chapter 16. And these seven last plagues, for in them is filled up, filled up. Teleos is the word filled up. It means they're fixing to come, filled up. The wrath of God, the word wrath is the word thumos, and that is not the word orgy as used in the New Testament. Rather, this means the wrath, the judgment of God is on the horizon. Look at verse 2. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingle with fire. And notice, underline this next phrase, and them. I want to come back to that word them. Who is them? What does them mean? And them that had gotten victory. That word victory is Nike or Nike is where we get our word. Overcomers, victory over the beast. Notice, I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory over the beast. That's the Antichrist depicted in chapter 13, the one world ruler who will be a political ruler with his right hand uh, man, the, the religious ruler, the false prophet. I saw them that gotten victory over the beast and over his image. 
icon is the word image, and exact representation, his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the hearts of God. Who in the world is this? I suggest to you this is not only the martyrs, but this is all perhaps who have come and overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Notice verse 3, And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Lord God Almighty. I think there's not very many references in the Bible where that is coupled together. Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways. Notice his works, now his ways. Thou King of saints. The word saints there can be translated, it's the word ethnos, which can be translated nations. King of saints, nations. Some even translate that the ages. The king of the ages, the king of the nations, the king of the saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? Verse 4, for thou only art holy. For all nations, ethnos, Gentiles, all nations shall Here's what got me the uh, text for today as I was searching and praying this week. Come and worship. Come and worship. Let's say that together. Come and worship. Say that one more time. Jesus invites us to come and worship. Are you going to worship him today? Come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked and behold the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony and heaven was open. This is the holy for holies. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave them, the seven angels, seven golden vials or containers uh, that would hold uh, this incense, these seven golden vials full of the wrath of God. The word wrath again is thumos. The wrath of God, the judgment of God, who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled. I like this last verse. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. Wow. And from his power, no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. This is the word of the Lord. And all God's people said, praise God for his word. Father, again, I know I'm nothing but you're everything, and we are hungry. We're thirsty. We live in a dry and a thirsty land, oh God, but we thank you. You've called us for times such as this. And I pray you'll get my heart right. Whatever needs to be cleansed, cleanse it by the blood of Jesus. Thoughts, motives, actions, reactions. Oh, God, search us now and draw us up in the holiest of all. And we thank you now again. We praise you for who you are. Be glorified, we pray as we sing. And thank you that you will be forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. You may be seated. Here's where we're going in the message today. Come, worship Jesus. Come, Worship Jesus. Come, now is the time to worship. Now is the time to worship. Yes, we'll worship through all eternity, but now is the time to worship. As I mentioned to you a moment ago, here's where we're going in the message today. 
Why I worship Jesus? Number one, because we are overcomers in Revelation 15, 2. Chapter 15, verse 2. Number two, because, why should we worship Jesus? Because he calls us to worship him in troubles and trials. Anybody going through troubles or trials? Chapter 15, verse 3 and 4. And then number three, because Jesus' justice will prevail over evil. Now, as we get in the text today, I want to, first of all, draw your attention to Revelation chapter 15 and verse number 2. Why should we worship the Lord? Number one, because in Jesus we are more than conquerors. We're overcomers. Look again at Revelation 15 and verse 2. Notice again what John writes. I saw, as it were, a sea mingled with fire, and them, look at this, and them, who is them? Who is he talking about? And them that had gotten victory, victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having harps of God. Them that had gotten nikeo, them that had overcome. And so may I suggest to you that you and I ought to worship the Lord today. Why? Because he has overcome and we are in him and he is in us and we are overcomers because he overcame and I want to tell you today brother sister you might feel discouraged you might feel down you might have gotten knocked down or you might have feel depressed today but you can come today and say thank God Jesus still loves me he still got a plan for my life I know in whom I have believed and I've come to praise the Lord today I want to thank God because he's been good to me Oh, yes, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his wonderful works. I'm telling you, y'all listen, if you don't cry out to God, the rocks are going to cry out for you. You might as well just say, Lord, I want to bless your holy name. Are you going to just sit here like a nodal log today and give God mental assent? Or are you going to really say, Lord, I don't care if anybody else praises you. I don't care if anybody else gives you glory or thanksgiving. I've come today because you've been good to me and you are my rock and my salvation. And Lord, I don't know what the future holds, but I'm going to put my life in your hands and I'm going to thank you that you're on your throne and that you're coming again and that you saved me with your precious blood and my name's written in the Lamb's book of life and I'm on my way to heaven no matter what troubles and trials you promised to be with me you promised to use it for my good you've been a good God all these years and I just want to say Lord I bless your holy name because of who you are yes God has been good the Lord has been good to us and he wants us to praise him. He wants us to bless him. He wants us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and be thankful to God because of who he is. And so, and can I share with you the reason we ought to give God glory? Who is them? May I suggest to you that them is no doubt that these are those who have not received the mark of the beast and his image. And the number of his name, there's coming a time when there's going to be more and more as we're seeing persecution upon the people of God. But I've got news for you. I'll look up here just a moment. I've decided I can't go back now. 
I've decided I'm too far now. I've decided I'm going to follow Jesus. It doesn't matter who doesn't like it, who does like it, who may be opposed. We're going to follow the Lord as a church. We're going to say, bless God, we're going to hold up the bloodstained banner of the cross because Jesus is coming again and he has been good to us. And may God help us today to say, thank you, Lord. I'm redeemed by your blood. I'm justified by your blood. I'm sanctified by your blood. I'm in you and you're in me, the hope of glory. And thank you, Jesus. You are enabling me to face every situation that I can face. I've got peace that passes understanding. I've got joy full of glory. I've got the love of God shed abroad in my heart. And I can't wait to go and tell somebody about my Redeemer. Yeah, because he's been good. The them that includes all. Hey, tell me something. Are you going to give God lip service? Are you going to worship God with your heart? Are you going to let him have control of your life? Them. Who is them? It includes everybody who's been bought with the blood of the Lamb. Now, I know, technically speaking, there are those who tell us this is the picture of the rapture of the church. I do not believe that. Uh, those pre-wrath views, and I'm not going into a lot of detail there. However, that's a uh, misinterpretation of other scripture. You can't pull this out of the text and say, aha, this is showing the rapture will take place in the middle of the tribulation. No, on the contrary, it's at the beginning of the tribulation. I believe personally, based on the things we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks, and so them that have gotten victory over the Lamb of God, thank you, Lord. Hey, let me ask you a question. How many today would say, Lord, you sure have been blessing me more than I deserve? I said, the Lord's blessed us more than we deserve. I said, if God gave me what I deserve, I'd be in hell today. And probably many of you today, he snatched you off the wide and the broad gate, and he's brought you in the straight and the narrow way. He's washed you in his own blood. He's given us his righteousness. He's restored unto us fellowship with him. We owe God a great debt. Oh, yes. How dare you sit in the house of God today or those listening and not say, Lord, you've been good to me, Lord. Oh, yes. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He's been better to us than we deserve. I said he's been better to us than we deserve. I said the Lord, his grace is amazing. His grace is available. By the way, here, do you know? We're in Jesus and we're overcomers. I got a text message as I was praying and working on this this week. One of our men, I say one of our men, he's been here for a number of times in our 11 o'clock service. And he came three weeks ago to, today. Three weeks ago, I believe it was today. He and his family were sitting right back here on the back row. And uh, he stood up and shared a testimony. He said, Brother Randy, I don't have a whole lot of material possessions. But he looked at his family and he said, I've got a blessed family. God's been good to me. How many are thankful for your family? Let me see your hand. Amen and amen and amen. God, give us a burden for our family. He said, I'm thankful to God for my family. And then little did we know, that was Sunday afternoon. Y'all listen, listen. Three weeks ago, that night, he ended up very disoriented. He couldn't hardly function. And uh, next thing you know, he ends up at Emory. 
And uh, they can't figure out what all's going on with him. Brother Gary Medina, he sent me a text message here this week and said, Brother Randy, pray for me. It's been three weeks and I still can't communicate. He said, I'm still not well. He was here three weeks ago. I'm telling you what, you can take for granted and I can take for granted today we're here, but tonight or tomorrow, we don't know what tomorrow will hold. But I've got good news for you. No matter what tomorrow holds, we know God's already there. We know he already knows about it. We know that Jesus said take no thought of tomorrow for tomorrow shall take thought of itself sufficient is the day thereof is there anybody here that's been worried lately is there anybody here that's been anxious is there anybody here that's bound down with discouragement and depression I want to tell you take one glimpse of Jesus just get in his presence and thank God the burdens will be lifted because he is a mountain mover he is a giant killer he is a grave robber. He is a promise keeper. There's no God like our God. He's a great God, a mighty God, and thank God he lives forevermore. He's overcome death and hell and the grave and the devil's defeated. And I've read the last page. He's coming again with life everlasting to all who believe. You say, preacher, I don't get excited when I get to church. You do when ball games come on. Why can't you get excited when you get in church? Amen. Hey, we got more to be excited about the things of God because we're in Him. We're overcomers. Number two, because Jesus calls us to worship even in troubles and trials. Look at chapter 15 and verse 3 and 4. Here's a second reason I think the Lord, a reminder why we need to worship Jesus today. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. And the song of the Lamb. You remember how God delivered them with a strong arm through the Red Sea? And the song of the Lamb saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of the saints. And so praise the Lord. He calls us to worship him. Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. When's the last time you stopped out of your busy schedule and you fell on your knees? And you fell on your face before God and said, oh, Lord, I'm nothing but your everything. I'm totally dependent upon you. You're great and you're mighty and your works are marvelous. Your ways are past finding out. Now, listen, I'm not saying that you don't go through troubles and trials. but I'm telling you this. God's able to work the troubles and trials for our good. Hallelujah. How many of y'all believe that? Do you believe God's able to work your trouble and trial? Will you trust Him today? Will you depend upon Him today? Jesus calls us to worship even in troubles and trials. Notice verse 4. Who shall not fear thee? Phobia, fear thee. Reverence, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Today, people don't fear God. They don't fear God. They shake their fist at God and say, God, get out of here. No, they don't, might not say that, but their lifestyle indicates and people get mad at God, even Christians, when we go through troubles, we go through difficulty in life. Maybe I'm preaching to somebody today. You know who you are. You need to let go of that anger. You need to let go of that bitterness. You need to let go of that uh, resentment in your heart. You're blaming God for what's going on. we got to assume that responsibility. He says, glorify thy name for thou art holy. Only thou art holy. For all nations, notice, all nations shall come and worship. You know what that word worship is? I've told you numerous times, but i got to stop right there. The word proskuno is the word worship, which means to bow down. 
It's literally a picture of, as I went out on my back porch early this morning, and our dog named Sadie, I patted her on the head. You know what she did? She licked me on the hand. That's a picture of worship. Tell me, are you like that? Are you willing to bow before the Lord? Are you willing to humble your heart before the Lord? Are you recognizing that we are what we are by the grace of God? 1 Corinthians 15 and 10. Yes, we have nothing to glory about. Listen to me. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He said, you see your calling, brethren, how not many wise men are after the flesh, not many noble are called, for God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty so that no flesh shall glory in his presence. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I want you all to hear me real clear here. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We are what we are because of the grace of God. Nothing more. And by the way, you think you're a self-made man or self-made woman. I want to tell you something. If the Lord took his hand off of you or me for one minute, you would fly away. I would fly away like a leaf on a tree. That's why we need God. I said, that's why we need God. I said, that's why we need to draw near to God. Hey, listen, draw near to God. You say, oh, he'll be there. Oh, yes, but you know, parents, we love when our children appreciate us and draw near to us and Thank us and love on us. So it is with our Heavenly Father. Why worship Jesus? Why worship Jesus? I had the privilege last week of preaching at a Christian school. And when I finished sharing the gospel that Christ died for our sins, was buried, the third day rose again, a young teenage girl came up to me and uh, asked me, said, will you pray for me? I said, sure, I'll be glad to pray for you. I called the headmaster, Brother Ricky. I said, come on, would you pray with me? And I asked this young lady, I said, how can I pray for you? Here's what she said. She said, pray for me, I'm depressed. We're talking about a pre-teenager. I'm depressed. I wonder how many more, even today, that are sitting here have been depressed. And I'm not going to tell you all the details, but there's a lot of young people that are cutting themselves. And uh, I'm not saying about her, but I'm just telling you, young people, the enemy's putting voices in their minds. God, give us a burden for young people. God, give us a burden for teenagers and young people. And if we just don't think that the enemy's going to be after them, we're wrong. I'll tell you, God's calling granddaddies and grandmothers and parents no matter how old our children are, the enemy, he's coming like a flood. But thank God, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And I pray for that dear young lady. She's not saved. She's not a Christian. And if you're here today and you're not in a relationship with God, that's the greatest need you have. Paul said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The heart man believes unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, I like that, whosoever, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Maybe there's somebody today, you've been a church member for a long time like I was a lost church member. I'm not talking about church membership. I'm not talking about baptism. I'm not talking about turn over new leaf. I'm talking about Jesus said, you've got to be born again. It was Billy Graham that said, uh, a large percentage of people that come to church have never been born again. That's why we have troubles all the time. 
We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Do you know that you're saved? Has your sins been forgiven? If you were to die, would you stand before God? And if God said, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? No, not by works of righteousness. No, Jesus saved me from my sins. There's some of us today that maybe are out of fellowship with God. And God loves us. Notice, he said about these works and ways, and then I'm going to move on. He said, hey, your works, the finished works of Calvary, Jesus took my place. Now listen, in a moment, we're going to have the chance to get around the table of God and worship the Lord. I hope that you won't just treat it like a dead animal you pass on the road. No. And the danger for us as God's people is that it becomes commonplace. The communion, that last supper, that time of fellowship, remembering the broken body and the shed blood, how Jesus bore our sins on his body on the tree, literally becoming sin for us who do no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, yet literally became sin. And I want to tell you, that's the only way to forgive our sin without the shedding of blood. There's no forgiveness of sin. Yes, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Notice what he said. One of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever, his ways and his works. Yes, that's why we ought to worship the Lord today, His ways and works. But wait a minute, and I've got good news. If you look at verse number 8 and 7, he says, This golden vial is full of the wrath of God. God said, you might not see judgment today or justice today. Let me put it that way. Justice today, but the Lord said judgments and justice is going to prevail. Justice will prevail. I know what some of you are thinking. You watch the news. You see what's going on in our world. And you say, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. Why would a good God allow this? We read the book of Revelation. God is a good God. And God's justice will prevail. I want to close on this. I always appreciate people listening to the radio broadcast. Thank God for our radio team, Brother Bud, Brother Kenneth, and John... Brother John, until that day, radio ministry, the Lord birthed birth in our heart a few years ago as an outreach to our community from New Rocky Creek Baptist Church. And it's a blessing every Sunday from 1 o'clock to 1.30 to come on the radio in Jackson, Georgia, WJGA 92.1. Also, WDYN up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, every Sunday from 12 o'clock to 12.30 to get the Word of God out. Oh, I tell you, brother, that's an answered prayer. I prayed for 30 years that the Lord would open a door, and God has. Very seldom do I ever get response. Very seldom. However, this week I got a letter in the mail. I'm talking about worshiping the Lord. I'm talking about no matter what goes on. And this letter goes like this. Dear Pastor Randy, Randall Reese, I listened to your radio and finally made the time to respond to you. Next question, how did you get to be a pastor? Question mark. <laughs> I knew I was in trouble then. <laughs> anyway, this person said, and I'm skipping through three pages, said, when Jesus lamented, how often would I gather you, but you would not. He lamented not only for that generation of Jesus around him, but also for the generations that he could not see until the present day. What part of this do you fail to understand? 
I don't know what this person was listening to, but anyway. And then page 2 says, Further, God then took Israel away from them. God took it away. And then uh, he says, uh, speaks of Hitler and how they rejected Christ, the book of Revelation. And then the final page says, uh, uh, no one on earth is going to be treated differently. Not skipping through some things. And then they said, uh, Satan will be the first to show up, and then Jesus will come next. And he says, over, and he says, there's no rapture. <clears throat> no rapture. Uh, you don't show a clue to having uh, enough of a scholarly background to understand and present the full scriptures. Won't that bless you? Hallelujah. And, uh, and then uh, this person said, you will be held responsible for every soul you influence every, uh, away from the truth in Christ and what he taught while he was here. I don't believe it will go very well for you at the time. <laughs> Sincerely, a friend in Christ. And then at the bottom of the page, they said, change your ways, grow up. I just want to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory! Glory! Jesus said, Blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake. There's the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you. Say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice, speak seed and glad. Great is your reward in heaven. So persecuted the prophets were before you. Hey, look, number one, I'm glad they took the time to listen to the radio broadcast. Number two, I'm glad they took the time to write the letter. Number three... They didn't sign their name. <laughs> so bless them, whoever they are. Anyway, I appreciate you coming today. Now then, if you would stand, let's stand together.